Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Welcome to Friday show. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. All right, let's go around the room. Give me the story that interests you the most this morning. Eddie? There is a psychology course offered at Arizona State University called the Psychology of Taylor Swift. They're offering it this fall, and basically the professor says it's a class that will spark a lot of conversation and go into the mind of Taylor Swift through her lyrics. So they listen to music, break down out what she was writing from. I've seen them do this before with artists before. It's pretty cool. It'd be an honor. Like, if you're an artist... And they had a class about your music. That's pretty cool. And you know everybody's going to join that class. And they got a bunch of press from it, too. Yeah. That'd be but f- psychology, though, though, in a weird way, are they saying that she's kind of crazy? No, I think anybody that has... Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think we're all crazy. Totally. And I think that any creative, you have to kind of have a screw loose. For her, it seems to be the right screw to be this extremely yeah. successful, creative person. So, no, I think she just has an interesting perspective. That's cool. And she's also vulnerable very publicly but I don't think she's crazier than anybody else and then like is this in a syllabus somewhere like does your guidance counselor say you should take this class it's good for your major I think it's mostly like a fun one okay. it's an elective <laughs> okay. probably alright over to Lunchbox Lunchbox what story do you have for us there's a super thief that posed as a LA realtor to raid the homes of rich and famous wow he stole over five million dollars of goods like jewelry bags everything he infiltrated and so he gets in the house as a real estate person and he he, oh. he and so he would mess with the cameras and everything and then he would come back later and break in and steal the stuff bad move but that's but that's awesome. really like next level thinking hit usher adam lambert all these celebrities. famous wow. people too which you know they're having to like check and make sure these people are real estate yes wow, wow, wow. that's crazy he's in jail though uh, he's pled no contest, but now he's um, trying to change his plea to not guilty. What does no contest mean? Mostly, no. it's just like it's not guilty. I mean, it's uh, it's guilty, but you don't want to go through with all the crap. And you're not really admitting guilt either, but you'll take the guilty punishment. Okay. Basically, mm. 
Yeah, but if you're doing that, that means you're just saying you're guilty. I, I don't understand why. If you're not guilty, like, why would you plead no contest? Because it's saying you're guilty. You're going to that, be in trouble. That's different. Those two are... I understand why if you were guilty, you'd plead no contest. Right. Or not not guilty. Maybe his lawyer's like, no, we'll, we'll get you out of this. But maybe. maybe it's not a real lawyer. Somebody faking his lawyer. <laughs> oh, backing him. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and they get to court and he's like, sucka, I'm not even a lawyer. <laughs> Amy, what's your story? Half of parents with children under 18 say that back to school season is the most stressful time of year. And as a mom with two kids, one that started middle school and one that's in high school, I agree. It is it, it's so hectic and insane, like the paperwork that goes into it. Make sure you have all the right school supplies, adjusting, you know, from summer schedule to school schedule, parent-teacher meetings. Like the list just goes on and on. I mean, homework. <sighs> Getting Is the this group. more stressful than when they were younger going to school? I think it's probably for any parents. Like my, those are just the age of mine. I feel like elementary school, whatever it is, there's just so much change that's happening with a snap of a finger and you just have to be ready for it and it's just finding your groove once we find our groove we're good but it's the back to school season that is stressful i guess i'm asking though aside from that is this season of stress whether this age more or less stressful than three years ago at a different age i was a younger might even be more stressful because at least my 16 year old she sort of can handle some of the stuff on her own so yeah they probably the younger is worse which i'm I'm out of that phase, but just make sure parents, point of this is take care of yourself during this time. And a shocking, (laughs) shocking new back to school study. Researchers have found that middle school is harder on kids who aren't attractive or athletic. Oh, man. Thank you. I'm finally heard and seen. That's not shocking. That's why they said shocking. I did, oh, that's yeah. why I said finger Quote, quotes shocking. Oh God, finger I, quotes. Well, I didn't know. They had to do a study. To, like, who wasted money doing a study about that? <laughs> As children head back to school, and again, None of us are shocked, but now they actually have data. But adolescents value peers that are athletic or attractive. Of course. That's really how, at that age, you get to the top of basically the hierarchy of of kids. Is to be a great athlete or be, like, pretty. Yeah. But, guys, it's not like that your whole life, though. So It is not like that. It was. It was hard. It was hard. So when does it turn? After high school, 24. college, college when long, all those people don't play hey, sports anymore. You got a long ways to go and hold on tight, kids. <laughs> Career. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, that's from FAU.edu. And glad everybody's here. That's the news. Hey, let's get to the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. My girlfriend is not dumb. Actually, she's pretty smart. She might be smarter than I am. But one thing I have on her is that I will admit when I'm wrong. She has this crazy habit of never admitting when she doesn't know something or is wrong about something. It's like her worst character trait, and I don't know how I can help her get over it or how long I can stand for it. I'm afraid it's going to be the thing that breaks us up. How can I get her to see that being wrong or not knowing is okay? Signed, boyfriend avoiding a breakup. Hey, buddy, look, if you're thinking about breaking up with her because of this, you ain't going to be with her. This is not even a fundamental, this is a ancillary issue and you're going to let this break you guys up. Uh, take it from me who is a know-it-all as well. We don't change. You just got to figure out a way to deal with this. Well, I mean, you, you, you could You could change. change. No, but you, we really don't. You we, could say, you really I don't know could. the answer We make improvements and I think I'm better at being like, I have no <laughs> right. idea. I don't yeah, know the answer. Yeah, you are. I think I was r- really in the height of my know-it-all stage like three, four years ago. Now, eh, 
Mostly. But I feel like most times I do know. That's the problem. You right. Know? But that's okay if you know. It's I know, when but you I don't always know. know. I just think I know, you know? <laughs> so. I think that the whole deal here, though, is that you you did get better. I've, it took you a while, but you did But get you know better. why I got better? Because my wife kept proving me wrong. And then I just didn't want to argue anymore because I kept losing. Mm. So maybe it's just dominate her. No. What? I, I don't know. That's <laughs> the best. I, I mean, I get that, yes, Caitlin is probably often right. But is it a struggle for you to say, do you say the words, you're right, I am wrong? I say the first part. Oh, never the second. Never, <laughs> never you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell her she's right. See, but what is so uncomfortable about saying Weakness, that you're wrong? Weakness, vulnerability. But you've been getting better at that. I have been, but I, I still struggle with the, the. But like, just practice saying, "I am wrong." Amy's wrong. I am wrong. <laughs> Amy's wrong. I you say it. I, I don't have a pro- I don't have as much problem with it now, but I don't hold so steadfast with my "I am right." So mm. it's not. It doesn't hurt as bad when I am wrong. Gotcha. I think it's fair in the dating phase for him to be a little bit but not to break up. If he's gonna break up oh, with yeah. her, he ain't gonna be with her. I don't know about breaking up, but yeah, I mean that's something that he'll have to likely deal with unless she Dominate her. It. Be right so many times <laughs> that it makes her gun shy to try to argue with you. That's my wife's been right so many times, I'm like, do I really want to go in on this? Because I've been wrong so many times. And if I'm embarrassed again, you know what? I don't know the answer. So it's like training a dog. I'm the dog. Hmm. Yeah. Does she ever say to you that you can't admit that you're wrong? Or does she just prove her point? Or does she ever point out, hey, you know, something that I've noticed about you, I'm just thinking because this email, like, could is it something you can have a mature conversation about? Of like, hey. May, I, yeah, I think early on. She I was wanna, like, do you just think you know everything? And I was like, yes, that's the problem. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah, but I, again, I've gotten a little better, but not because I wanted to get better because I was trained to be better because she dominated mm. me. It just being right. Mm. So that's what I would say. Don't break up, but show, show what's up. Be right a bunch of times. Make her scared to be to argue with you. That's what I would do. Okay. That changed you. Absolutely. I'm a changed man. <laughs> Look at Look me. At that. All right. Thank you. That's the mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Now it's time for Fun Fact Friday where we all bring something that we learned during the week. A couple that didn't make it. These are my honorable mentions. Number one, Charles Darwin used to eat all the rare species he'd find to see what they tasted like. He sampled puma, giant tortoises, iguana, armadillo, rat, and more. This sounds like he was the guy with a food fetish who then yeah. was like, I need to act like I'm a scientist. What a weirdo. What a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> the phrase, knock, knock, who's there, comes from Shakespeare. It was in Macbeth. That's where it started. Oh. I feel like you knew that. Like, that's something you learn, like, in high I school. I don't think I knew that. Oh, wow. Mm, that's Fun Fact Friday, but let's get to the real one now. Let's go. Fun Fact Friday. Around the room, Amy, you're first. Every human has a unique tongue print, like snowflakes or your fingerprints. No two are alike. So I'm like, do they use tongues to identify people? I would say they could, but if we don't give a database of the tongue print, you can't really use the tongue to identify. Same thing as fingerprints, right? They have fingerprints. That's how they know it's us. Valid point. And that would be gross, too. Like, all right, lick this, get your... Unless it tasted good. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know that. I didn't know like you could uniquely be identified by your tongue. Do you think we could be uniquely identified by our butt cheeks? Like any are are all of parts of us different? Tailbones? 
Well, your stick's way out. You got a tail. <laughs> yeah, Amy has to beep when she backs out because <laughs> beep, beep. Big old tailbone coming back. All right, next up, Eddie. Milk wagons are the reasons we have roadway lines, like the white lines on the road, because back in 1911, the chairman of the Wayne County Board of Roads in Michigan, his name was Edward Hines. He's driving behind a milk truck and he says, oh, that thing's leaking white milk. Oh, wow, it's creating a line. That'd be kind of cool. Let's create lanes for our roads. So we got the idea because of the From truck. a leaking milk truck? Uh-huh. The truck was spilling milk and creating a line. He said that that would really create two lanes and we wouldn't run into each other. That's yeah. super interesting. Also, does Eddie say milk weird? Yeah. I, 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 okay, I, I knew. I pronounce it M-E-L-K. Yeah, milk? I didn't. Yeah, he, I say milk. I, I could say it wrong, too. No, it's milk. You got, yeah, yeah. I've been saying that my whole life. Okay, got it. And people correct me my whole life. I didn't know if you were saying it wrong or if I'm just such a hillbilly sometimes. Milk. Milk. That's how I do it. <laughs> Milk. 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 All right, it's a good one. Lunchbox, what do you got? The Lloyd's Bank fossil is the largest specimen of human feces ever found. It was found in 1972. They were digging up some land in York, England to build a bank, and they found the feces. It measures at eight inches long, Dang. two inches wide, and after an analysis of the stool, they indicated the person lived off of meat and bread. As a human. Yes. And it was riddled with intestinal worms. Two inches wide. That was oh, a big one. I'm mm. sick after this. And I don't yeah, like it. I, no, 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 no more PS. No, no, no. They no said more and then. It's from the ninth century. <laughs> That's how old it was. Ninth, wow. Man, that must have hurt coming out. And oh. you can go see it right now at the jo- the Viking Center joint, Viking Center in England. Mm. Okay. Uh, book that ticket for me, please. <laughs> get right over there. All right, Morgan. Well, if Lunchbox really wants to get rich, he's going to have to go to outer space. There's a planet made of diamonds twice the size of Earth located about 40 light years away. Take a while to get there. I don't understand what that means. So like when you say light years away, like you just a light me. year would be. I want to tell you how long it would take if, if you let light go for a year. That's a light year. OK, but how that's, far a, that's far away, dude. Like, like, I don't understand. Like light fades away. It travels. So if I shoot a laser, it doesn't just fade away, it just travels? It may fade away eventually, but it goes far. But a light year is how fast light can travel in a year. It's that distance. So it's very, very far. Okay. But there's a planet of diamonds. It's right. twice the size of Earth. Well, why don't we go there? It's because far. it's 40 light years away. <laughs> it's far, 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 far. Well, we how far even, is the moon? We can't even get to Mars. Not, not a light year. So, but how do they know it's diamonds? Yeah, if they can't get there. We how have can telescopes, they, guys. They cannot, if they I know, but if you can't. There ain't no I, I don't know. I'm just curious. I don't know. I, I don't know. Big telescopes. Like real powerful I get that you can yeah. see things, but then you know what it's made. I mean, hey, I guess they see the composites. Hey, look, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, if we can see 40, yard, I'm not 40 light years about. away, why don't we just go? It was just a fun fact, guys. This is not fun. I don't understand. Okay, moving on. I'll do mine. When Sarah Michelle Gellar was five, you guys know who she is? Yeah. Yeah, she's an actress. She did a Burger King commercial that made fun of McDonald's hamburgers. So McDonald's sued Burger King, named her in the lawsuit, and she was banned from going to McDonald's as a kid. That's terrible. Oh, my. Wow. funny. Man, that's all I wanted to do as a kid, go to McDonald's. Go to McDonald's yeah. She couldn't do that. It, and it wasn't 40 light years away. We understand <laughs> she couldn't get there if it was 40 light years away. Fun fact Friday. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. A Texas woman, Elizabeth Francis, recently celebrated her 114th birthday. Dang. Surrounded by five generations of her family. She was born in 1909. So five generations. There's kid 
there's parents, parents grandparents, then there's great grandparents, and then great great grandparents. Wow. So, so, so she's the great great great. She's the oldest, and then there's the so there's kids. five below her. Yeah. Like so she's a got... great 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 grandmother. Yeah, wow. she has four great great. Grandchildren. I got too many grades going on here. I'm yeah. a little confused. But yeah. Yes, that is wild. Well, but here's the thing. She's never had alcohol. She's never smoked. Uh, she grows her own vegetables. She prefers home-cooked meals, always has. And I think that this is what's doing it for her. She refers to herself as a little young chicken. You know... She huh. says, look at me. That's and I feel key. like when you own it and you feel like you're young and you say you're young and you say I'm a little young chicken, then you're young. Yeah, you're very into that just say stuff and it happens. No. <laughs> you are because you're like, oh, you have to just think about working out and you burn calories. I hear you. It's not I that do. simple. I, I hear you. But here's what I'm going to say. I like this story because she's not one of the many because when they're like 93, 106, why do you live so long? Seven cigarettes, a Mountain Dew, and three chicken fried steaks every day. Right. And then we get to laugh, but then we're like, well, it's just genetics mostly and some pretty good decisions. It's not really the chicken fried steaks or the Marlboros. You know what I mean? 114, though, that's awesome. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for easy trivia. Let's go. Fictional pets is the category. Amy with the tiara because she is the current champion. What type of animal is Garfield? He's a cat. Good. 
Lunchbox, what's the name of Charlie Brown's dog friend? Snoopy. Good. What kind of animal is Goofy, Morgan? Oh, Goofy. He's a... <laughs> I can't get out this round, right? You can't get out this round. <laughs> I think he's a dog. Correct. Okay. Abby, which, by the way, you've won two in a row. Woo! Nice job. Going for three. What classic cartoon family has a pet dinosaur with dog-like qualities? The dinosaur? What? It's the oh. Flintstones, and it'd be Dino. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that. But nobody's out. <laughs> no need to extend the bit here. We can just get right, right down to it. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, Amy. You have three points. Once you score five, you're a returning champion. Eddie does not get to play because he's been eliminated. That's right. The category is the '80s. In 1984, what singer released the album *Purple Rain* and starred in a movie of the same name? Prince. Correct. Lunchbox, who starred as Marty McFly in the Back to the Future film series? Michael J. Fox. Correct. Morgan, what influential animated TV series featured a group of turtles trained in ninjutsu? Ninja Turtles. Correct. We'll accept it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's been used a different... We'll go with it. Nobody get upset. Thank you. (laughs) Abby, what TV show set in a Boston bar aired throughout the 80s and became one of the most acclaimed sitcoms of all time? That is Cheers. Correct. All right, moving on. The 90s. Okay. Amy, who famously bit the ear of Evander Holyfield during a 1997 boxing match? Mike Tyson. Correct. Lunchbox. What's the name of the 90s TV series starring David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson investigating paranormal phenomena? Uh, uh, X-Files. Correct. Yes. Morgan, categories the 90s. Who starred as Neo in the 1999 science fiction film The Matrix? Neo in The Matrix? The Matrix. Keanu Reeves? Correct. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Abby, did I do that? Was a catchphrase popularized on the show Family Matters by what character? Urkel. Correct. Moving on, the category is colors. What colors is the top of the rainbow, Amy? Red. Correct. RG Biff. <laughs> Lunchbox. What color is formed by mixing red and blue? Son of a gun. <laughs> red and blue. Red and blue. Uh, orange. You've been boom. I have no idea. How would you know? I mean, purple. Purple. <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh. I mean, I'm like, well. He would have laughed at you. <laughs> that's true. No, I mean, I have no idea. I mean, how, I don't know how you know that. Yeah, that's... In the movie, The Wizard of Oz, Morgan, what color is Dorothy's iconic pair of shoes? They are red. Correct. Abby, what color belt does a karate master typically wear? Black. Correct. Moving on to toys and games. What was the name of the handheld digital pet toy that was a huge fad in the 90s? Amy. Tamagotchi. Correct. (laughs) Wow. Morgan, which toy introduced by Ty in the 90s featured small characters with unique personalities that can be collected and traded? That's a beanie baby. Correct. In the game of Monopoly, Abby, which property is the most expensive to purchase? The most expensive? (laughs) Hold on. 
I haven't played this in so long. It's been like 20 years. Hold on. <laughs> the the bank. I don't know. Oh. No. What is it? You've been That was boardwalk. Boardwalk. Oh, it is? God, I didn't get that one. Okay, so that was a hard one. No. What? That wasn't hard at all. You knew that? You didn't get red and whatever. Exactly, because who mixes colors? Red and blue. Everybody, ever, in the history of... You guys mix colors, or did you have a crayon that came as purple? (laughs) I'm I'm just kidding. Paint, 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 paint. Paint. When's the last time you painted? (laughs) All the time as kids. You had to learn that in basics. No. Not okay, here we go. Moving on. Landmark locations. Two people remain. Amy and Morgan. Amy, what country is Big Ben located? Um, the, the country is England. Correct. Morgan, what country are the Great Pyramids located? Egypt. Correct. <laughs> Amy, what country is the Taj Mahal located? Okay. The country is India. Correct. Morgan, what country is the Leaning Tower of Pisa located? The Leaning Tower of Pisa is in country. Country. Italy. Correct. Wow. <laughs> Good job, guys. All right, we're going to sudden death. There'll be five questions. Buzz in with your name as the buzzer. Ooh, okay. okay. Fictional animals is the category. What's the name of Ross's monkey on Friends? Mm. Ah, dang it. It's like on the tip of my tongue. Time. I'm scared to- yeah, no. Amy. Marcel would have been the answer. Okay, I was going to say Seymour. Whew. Question number two. <laughs> the category is languages. What's the primary language of Denmark? Morgan. Morgan. Dutch. Incorrect. Den- Denmark? Incorrect. Danish. <laughs> oh, it was a D. Danish. The category is animals. Question three. What's the slowest mammal in the world? Morgan. Morgan. Uh, the turtle. Incorrect. Where did you go? Duh. I didn't say duh. I said, oh, I that, you no, said I didn't duh. say duh. <laughs> I was like, wow. The slowest mammal? What's the slowest mammal in the world? Is it an elephant? Incorrect. Sloth. Sloth. Dang Morgan, it. that's your favorite thing in the world. Oh, I favorite? got scared. Oh, my oh, God. Sloths are, oh, okay. Sloth. Yeah, two two left, by the way, guys. One wins it, guys. Man. U.S. trivia. Ready? How many stars were on the first American? Amy. Amy. 13. Correct. Oh, Morgan. Flag. I still have one question. Yeah, mm. I know. It's not good looking good. Here we go. <laughs> go away. The category is biology. What's the longest bone in the human body? Morgan. Morgan. Your femur. Correct. Good job, Morgan. Let's go. <laughs> You can't jump on our team now. Yeah, you hey, just talked Wow. Crap. Look, he's like, oh, great job. You just literally hey, talk crap. You talk down to her, it helps. Sudden so death. Cartoons. What Nickelodeon cartoon has a pet snail named Gary? Morgan. Morgan. SpongeBob. Correct. Wonder. <laughs> You're never allowed to root for me again like that. That was rude. That's rude. He was mean. Did, did, did he jump on the you? bandwagon? No, you did not motivate me. How, I motivated myself. No, I've been no. studying, trying to get better at easy trivia. Okay? Oh. And I did. There yeah. you go. Boom. And she nice. won. Wow. Yeah, stick that in your crawl. You know what I mean? All right, Morgan, nice job. Thank you. Here's a voicemail from Brett in Texas. 
Good morning, studio. I had a question for you, Bobby. So is it wrong that I use the Bible app as a dating app, right? Because you can have friends and you can message and you can even find out a way to privately message people on the Bible app. Is it wrong that I use the Bible app as a dating app? Because my friends say it's wrong, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So try to get your thoughts. Love the show. Keep it up. And can I get a yeah from Raymundo? Yeah! I don't think it's wrong if your primary reason for having the app is the Bible and your secondary reason is talking to people and maybe finding love. Right. Right. That's okay. If you download the Bible app going, I'm going to give me a Christian. They have no idea what's coming. That's yeah. messed up. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's messed up. That's messed up. But creative. Uh, yeah. That's you go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go with you're okay. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're on it for the right reason, you can also use it for other things to hopefully enrich your life. And you're meeting someone like-minded. Yes, let's go. That's it. The Here's Amy's pile of stories. Well, eating carrots is going viral on TikTok because carrots can change the natural undertone of your skin. You turn orange? Like yeah. in real life? That's it, what they say. Well, influencers recommend three large carrots a day for yeah, right. glow. While doctors say there's no evidence this works. However... I'm not believing influencers over doctors. <laughs> listen, though. When... My mom had cancer, and I personally witnessed this. We juiced a lot of carrots, like a lot, and her skin turned orange. Okay, though, but was your mom, her, her health wasn't good, and so was she at, like, a detriment? Well, she was just probably... With, like, collagen or... So any nutrient would have helped her a lot. No, I think that even if I was drinking as much carrot juice as she was, I would have turned orange, so... If doctors are saying there's no proof, and influencers are saying, you got to do it. I'm going to just still lean to the side of the doctors. But I think carrots are good for you. I think it's great. Oh, yeah. And carrot juice, shockingly, because sometimes I would take some of my mom's and drink it. It tastes like a milkshake. Really? No, it, it doesn't. Ish. What no, are you talking I know, about? I'm not, it's not a substitute for it by any means. But like it cookies is, and cream milkshake? I, my point is, it tastes or better. Or a carrot than, milkshake, which would also <laughs> suck. It's sweet. It would taste mm. better than you would think. Trust mm-hmm. me. Okay, so there's a mom that's taking a lot of heat right now on social media because her daughter has lice. And their vegan lifestyle prevents them from killing any living things. <gasps> Even lice? Uh-oh. Yeah. The yeah. Wow. Oh, that's crazy. That's a bug. Mm-hmm. Your, well, vegans can't kill bugs. Hey, Mike, you're a vegan. Would you kill lice? I would kill lice. Yeah. Yeah, but they're very dedicated. See, to what are you saying about him? Lifestyle. I would say he's not. You ever had carrot juice? I've had carrot juice. Ever ever accidentally go? Am I drinking a milkshake? <laughs> never. It's okay. Good, Just though, making right? sure. Making sure. It's not that good. Yeah. I've had carrot juice a bunch of times. It's <laughs> like, tastes like carrot juice. Uh, the smoothie at best. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the mom says that she's dealing with the lice by routinely uh, combing it out and then putting them in her garden where she believes they will have the best chance okay. of survival. Oh, my God. Which is probably where she got it in the first place. I wonder if she'd kill Hitler. Hmm? Baby Hitler. Oh. Well, he, well, why? Uh, he, well, What's the they, connection? Well, they won't Animal kill human. anything, hmm. but would they kill baby Hitler? Knowing what baby Hitler's yes. going to do. But yeah. would... Wh- would I? Let's go. Yeah. Sorry, baby. I got Sorry, I got to do this, but... No, I had never thought but about But you would that. also kill lice. I never thought. Heck yeah. This <laughs> is a killing machine. Those lice got like a free <laughs> vacation home. They never have to leave. All right, what else? 
There's an uptick in couples trying to save their relationship around the seven-year mark. We know this as the seven-year itch. But therapists say that things actually start to get bumpy around year five. And this is called the five-year fizzle. (laughs) It's when issues start building up like money, worries, trust issues, lack of work-life balance, and loss of spark. And you just need to be aware that this could happen around year five. And if you want to prevent the five-year fizzle, deal with the problems ASAP. Listen, there's a, there's an every year. It's of course. difficult. There's a seven-year itch. There's a five-year fizzle. There's the three-year thirst. There's the one-year wart. I don't know. But there's just, it's <laughs> always something you have to work on. I didn't have the one-year wart, dude. Well, they're just saying when they see uh, an uptick in couples booking therapy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, okay, yeah, we got the seven year, but it looks like uh, based on what y'all are telling me, this started around year five. Did you get the two year tumor? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I man. got the four year fart. There you go. See, it's huh? it's always every year there's something and it's difficult and it's awesome at the same time. You got to work on it. Okay. I got the ten year th- no, I can't say that. What? Ten year threesome. What? That's not. That doesn't even, even make sense. <laughs> All right. Is that it, Amy? Yeah. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Steve White of Columbus, Ohio, owns a fancy popsicle business called J-Pops. Well, earlier this year, he happened to create a flavor called Maui Fruit Stand because his best friend is from Maui, and he's like, oh, I'm going to combine all these flavors. Well, then the Maui wildfires hit, and his best friend's sister lost her home. So anybody that buys a Maui Fruit Stand popsicle, he's donating all that money to her house. What's a fancy popsicle, which you said at the beginning? Is that an actual term? Or did you just say that because they look they look super good? I don't know if you assign fancy to it. No, nah, it looks like it's fancy, man. Got it. Oh. Like, I don't know. It's not a normal popsicle, right? What does it look like, Bones? Yeah, it is. It's the shape of a popsicle on a stick <laughs> and then like a finger. Like if you cut the finger off the knuckle. It's that same shape. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's like it had like the Maori fruit stand flavors it has limeade, passion fruit, dragon fruit, pineapple, and mango. Tropical. It's so not the, the shape of one, well, yeah. like an otter pop. It's 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 one of like a like yeah, yeah. popsicle, popsicle yeah. on a stick. Yeah, yeah like it's a fancy one. Like the cool <laughs> Oh, I just wondered why you called it fancy. I a more expensive one for sure. <laughs> I think because I see all those flavors, I'm like, that's fancy. Because mm-hmm. I've never had a popsicle with limeade, passion fruit, dragon fruit, pineapple, and mango. Yeah, usually I, you get like a cherry or a grape. Exactly. Right? That's it. Or zemafluoride and <laughs> kilomalanol. <laughs> all those things you can't pronounce. The flavor, oh. yes, yes. Yeah. Which aren't good either. But I love it. He's helping out. They need a lot of help right now. You know, I think what's unfortunate for the people of Hawaii, other than the crazy wildfires, is that they're not connected to the main part of the United States, so I think a lot of people here don't think of them as like somebody right down the road. Yeah. Because they're not. They're far away on an island, and that stinks, but a lot of people are coming through. It's a tragic story, but anybody that's doing anything is awesome. Lunchbox, thank you. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, 
and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Amy's Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. Why do cows never have any money? Why do cows never have any money? Because farmers milk them dry. That was the Morning Corny. That's got to be what Amy's pulling air udders in the air to show me what she means. No, <laughs> no, I get no, it. no, 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 no. But that's, there's a saying like, oh. No, no I, I get every you part know, of they, it. Hey, hey, they milked me dry of my money. And it's like, that's where. I thought it was funny. I, just because I don't guffaw and laughter doesn't mean I don't like it. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Okay. It's good. good. It's good. a hard segment for you to do every day because sometimes you just can't win. Every day. Every day. Yeah. Uh, here's a voicemail. This is Rebecca in Tampa. I'm just calling to let you know that I'll be at your show on Saturday at the Tampa Theater. I am looking forward to it, and I'm excited that Eddie will also be there. So, yeah, it'll be a fun time on Saturday. See you soon. Thank you. Performing tonight and Saturday, we're shooting a comedy special, so we'd love for you guys to come. Still a few tickets for tonight, none for Saturday at the Tampa Theater. Just go to bobbybones.com. Here's Reed from Tennessee. I have a morning corny for Amy. What do you call a concert where everyone is barefoot? Toe jam. Got him. <laughs> nice. A toe jam. Toe yeah, it's jam. a jam. That's a good one. That's pretty good. Here is Arlen from Williamsburg, Virginia. I was listening to the podcast, and I was noticing everybody cracking on Eddie for repeating a Spanish word of the day, and he was convicted and uh, due to go for the, the penalty round. But if I can be his lawyer, I'm going to say that the first word that he used was anoche, Ooh. which I believe is tonight. The word that he put on today was just noche, which is night, and that is two different words. And so I think that his, his uh, conviction should be overturned. Just my two cents. Hey. So we, we found DNA evidence after we executed him. Nothing you can do? No. No right. further questions. And also, you didn't honor. do a noche. You did noche. A noche. No, you did noche. Honest, admit night. it to your lawyer. No, I did use it wrong, but that was, those were two different words. He's so right. Man, but did this you, is a was good your lawyer. first one a noche? 
Anoche, yeah. It I wasn't just he, noche. I, no. Did he do noche and then a listener called in and said it's ah noche? Yeah, my oh, that's what it was. So he yes. did it twice. Good job, yeah. Amy. You know, you almost, you lied. So we might have to. Wow, you lied <laughs> no, to the no, judge. No, 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 guys, that's what lawyers do. Perjury. You lied to me. He represented me. You're both going to the pillory. Bring him in here. <laughs> hey, Spanish word of the day. Now, guys, I don't think I've done this one yet. This is called... Noche. Borracho. Okay, do it again. Borracho. Do it again. Borracho. Borracho. You know what that means? Mm-hmm. Borracho. Mm-hmm. If I said it... Borracho. Fat. <laughs> no, try it again. Try it again. Borracho. Borracho. Hungry. Close. What? Drunk. Oh. Borracho means been like drunk. Borracho. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you yes. can do that. So let me use that in a sentence for you, Bones. I'm getting borracho on a plane. I'm getting oh, drunk on yeah. a plane. <laughs> That's a fun one to say. Borracho is a good word. Borracho. I can't think of any other drunk songs. Though. What's the borracho on I'm you? I'm a little borracho on you and it's all summertime. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Luke Bryan. Yeah, that's a good one. Borracho. Drunk me. Drunk. Oh. No, that's po- Yeah. Mm. And then Baracho me. me. Yeah, Mitchell Tenpenny. Yeah. Yeah. Baracho me. Baracho. Ask me, quiz me on some of the other ones you've done so far. Oof. Uh, okay. What, what's night? Noche. <laughs> Give me the Spanish word. I'm tipping under the English. What is. Cerveza. You, oh, you want the Spanish one? Yeah. All right, pollo. Chicken. Okay. Uh, what else have I done? Uh, amigos. Have I done amigos? I haven't done amigos. I should do that one. He's giving you words that he had. You did dinero. I remember more than you. I did dinero? Yeah, money. Hey, look at yeah, that. Yeah, I've learned some from this. Dude, hey, have you? You also did devil. Oh, yeah. What? What is devil? <laughs> You're the... No, no, no. I'm asking Bobby. Diablo. Hey. Diablo. Hey, are you using that in your everyday uh, vocabulary? Mm, no. Not yet. I will, though. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's Spanish word of the day. Thank you, thank you. Eddie, Spanish word of the day. What are you so confused by? I, when you read catfish stories, I don't know who you're talking about. Like, is it really them? Is it not them? And then I get lost in the story. You know what catfishing is, you right? Understand? It's, it's somebody... The catfish is somebody who's not who they say they are. Exactly. And then I think they are when you're telling the catfish you're story. You're making it way more confusing than it needs to be. That's what I'm saying. It, okay, I, just focus. Okay. Yeah. Let me try. I'm going to try my best. It, it, it's not It's, it's not, not that hard. hard. I agree. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're confused by catfish. Yeah. Is it them? Is it not them? I don't know. Well, no, it's not them. It's the catfish not is not them. <laughs> A Kentucky woman ended up leaving her husband... And sending $10,000 worth of gift cards to someone catfishing her, pretending he was from the TV show Stranger Things. Here is Michaela talking about what she did when she thought she was being romanced by Dacry Montgomery, who played Billy Hargrove on Stranger Things. I am obsessed with Stranger Things, but the thing is, when I tallied it all up, it was... Ten thousand ish dollars. I told my ex-husband. I said, "Listen, I said it's not working out. I said you're not letting me be me. You're not letting me be free. I said I think you need to leave." So he left. Within two months, he was gone. This guy, he's having to get a divorce because she fell for a catfish trick. That's crazy. Oh, and you man. know what? Probably better because I'm sure it wasn't that great anyway. If she's falling for a catfish trick, then there's probably some room. For that to happen, but okay, so she thought he was the but he didn't go back Stranger Things star. 
the catfish. <laughs> yeah, so she thought that that was him, so she was leaving her husband for him? For the Stranger Things guy. Oh, man. So she goes into more detail on why she believed it was him in the video. One of the times, the scammer, the catfisher, yeah. told her to watch out for him in episode four. When the actor appeared, she bought into the fact that no one else would know that it was him because IMDb could future project the episode. So he's like, I'll be in episode four before it comes out. Before she, So... Sneaky, man. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I, I don't want to sound insensitive towards anyone that doesn't sound, no, I don't know, normal. Are y'all surprised she sounds no, like normal? Yeah, I wouldn't I agree. hear her talk and think that, you know. Okay, I can understand you know your saying? point. I guess my mind, yes, I do. You would have, what do you mean by normal? Older. Oh, really old. Okay. I mean, older people can be normal, but normally people that are getting, like, I, yeah, I don't know. Are not great on social media for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah, and they're socially awkward, so when they have a conversation, it's like, whoa, yes. okay, I see it. This lady sounded like she could talk. She didn't sound like a weirdo. Speak yeah. traditionally. Yeah. You don't have to just... Yeah, don't worry about We ain't canceling you. I know, but it's like... You're canceled, Amy. <laughs> Gosh. What I go to is what kind of person is able to continue doing this? Like, you trick her. You get the money. Okay, but she divorces her hut. And you just yeah. let it all happen? Because obviously she's telling you this because you're in love. Yeah. So it's not like she's divorcing him and leaving him and the scammer catfisher doesn't know, but you're letting it all happen. Yeah. Okay, you want to make some money off somebody, that's bad too. You're taking advantage of somebody vulnerable, but stop it at the money. Don't let her leave her husband. Yeah, you ruined the marriage. Like how disgusting of a person. That's terrible. That's why I watch these people who hack the hackers on TikTok nonstop. Next one, next one. But I was catfished once when I was younger. Oh, man. <laughs> it's been a long time. 15 years? 16 years? And, and, you're, and a you're a normal, normal. person. Yeah, I am. am I, though? Because I think... No, you are. Okay, I'll take you're it. You're a normal guy <laughs> that, of course, is going to think, wow, a guest jeans model wants to talk Why do you got to go me? and go be, be specific about it right then? Why not? Because you know it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Knows. Well, that is the only reason why you were intrigued. It was a guest jeans model. It's yeah. usually someone that's like that. Something you normally can't get. Mm-hmm. And she was like... I'll be in season four of Stranger Things. <laughs> uh, he, he's the older brother, I think. The I guy, don't know who it is. He drives the Trans Am, like the, the muscle car. I know of someone who was, it's not the real Dirk Bentley, but thought they were in a relationship with Dirk Bentley mm. forever. Ooh. I don't know them, know them, but I know, know the people, and they th- thought they were. Is, are they normal? Why not? I don't know what that means. Yeah, we need because a no, I'm not we need, normal. Right, we need a new word for normal because yeah. it's... Uh, do, okay, do they fall for things easily? I don't know them that well, okay. but it seems like if they thought that Dirk's was their boyfriend... Yeah, that's tough. But, but who they were, whoever it was that was pretending to be Dirk's must have been really good. They didn't have a blue check mark, though. Mm, come on. If you don't have a blue check mark... But if you're not social savvy, then... Yeah, but if you're on Instagram, you know the blue check mark. You gotta look for Listen, when you're lonely like that, you want to believe anything. How Tell do you know? No, that's just how these people fall. Uh, they, they're so lonely, I'm lonely and too. they go to social oh, media. They go you to can social be lonely me- yes. inside of a I marriage. I agree, but she's not by herself lonely. Mm. You go well, to social media. came out with that passionately. Go ahead, Amy. Yeah, oh, boy. Go into that more. Yeah, get off me. No, I just know that that should be true. <laughs> I know that you can. Uh, yeah, but there doesn't yeah, doesn't yeah. mean it has to be the end. Amen. There, you right. can revive you can it. Divorce. Oh, yes, or revive it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Terrifier Two. That was the scariest, or was it the stupidest? Stupid and scary. <laughs> I mean, I, there were times I couldn't look at the screen, and I was watching it at the theater on a huge screen. But was it gory? Yeah. Or was it scary? Okay, gory and disgusting. I was scared for some of the people in the movie. 
That's yeah. the movie that Amy had to go watch because she lost a game here on the show, and she had to go in. And that was a movie where people were like vomiting and passing out during the movie. Yes, and I took my daughter. <laughs> she loved it. Uh, but I guess real fear would be like um, Cape Fear. That that movie freaked me out when I was a kid. I don't even know what it's about. Oh, with Robert De Niro. Mm-mm. It's on Is there a, a boat. Cape. Yeah, there's a boat. Yeah, but what's water. it about? If there's a boat, I think there's water. Yeah. I mean, I was a kid. I don't remember all the details, but I just remember being very, very scared. Hey, Mike, can you tell me what Cape Fear is about? Movie Mike from Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Is that where they go, like, uh, there's a family on vacation and they, like, hunt them down? I've never seen it. Yeah. Has anybody seen Cape Fear? No. Not that I can remember. A convicted rapist released from prison after serving a 14-year sentence stalks the family of the lawyer who originally defended him. Oh, you hate that because that's, like... Yeah, retaliation. Is That's where it comes uh, from. Oh, this is where That's it all stems from. Now, Eureka moment. We found wow, it. Wow, because I am always scared of retaliation. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. But that movie was very scary to me. Eddie, scariest movie ever? Blair Witch Project. Because I thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And when you watch that thing thinking it's real, it's scary as crap. But then you find out it's fake and you're like, oh, okay. I can vouch, though. That, I thought it was real when I watched the first one. I mean, th- I think people said it was real for at least a year. Lunchbox? It. Candyman and Children of the Corn. Oh. You watch Children of the Corn now, though, it's kind of cheesy. But back then when I was a kid, oh, horrifying. 28 days later for me, I'm scared of viruses anyway. Disease. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, They turn into zombies. That one was crazy because it was literally a virus. I mean, it was COVID, but instead of a little sniffle, you got death and you became a zombie. Ugh. I know. It is wild. And then it turned into 28 weeks later. They were good, though. <laughs> That's a sequel? Yeah. They were good. But science says the scariest movie ever is Rob Savage's Host. Has anyone seen the movie Host? Movie Mike? Yeah, it came out in 2020. They filmed it over the pandemic. So the entire movie takes place over Zoom. They have like a meeting. They have a seance. And then this like demon comes through the Zoom. Whoa. Hold on. I don't understand. So they are on Zoom. You're watching them on Zoom or you're watching the Zoom? You're watching them on Zoom. The whole thing is like computer screen. You just see the Zoom conversations. Oh, this is interesting. It's like a found footage type movie. It says six friends hire a medium to hold a seance via Zoom during lockdown. Boy, Zoom really rocked. But, yeah, they did. I mean, but, yeah. Just out of the out of nowhere, Zoom becomes massive. It's even the center of a horror movie. Zoom and TikTok, man. Mm-hmm. From the from COVID. So the, but it's not it wasn't supposed to be real. No. Got it. And did, was it scary to you? It's pretty scary. And it's pretty short, too. I think it's like under 90 minutes. What do you think is the scariest movie ever? The Conjuring from 2013. Like, I can do blood, guts. That doesn't bother me. But whenever it comes to demons, that movie gave me nightmares. Twilight gave me nightmares. That, that's scary. Yeah. That's Twilight? Scary. A lot of things give me nightmares. That was a love story. Mm-hmm. I watched A Knock at the Cabin. You guys seen that? It's no. an M. Night Shyamalan movie. came out last year, I think. Or maybe this year. It just came out. I watched it on Amazon. It popped up and it was like, this is a movie you can watch for free on Amazon. And so I watched it and it's four people come up to a cabin. I don't want to spoil things and I don't know what I can and can't say. So Mikey, y'all beep if I say too much. They knock on the door and they hold the people in the cabin hostage. And that's just a very, very, can you give me more? I don't want to spoil it. They just... They say they're there to prevent the apocalypse. Can I say that? That's what that's what the premise is. They get they go into the cabin and like we're holding you hostage, and the reason we're here is because we're trying to to prevent the apocalypse. And then it's a little bit like what's that? Saul, 
Oh, saws saw. were so good. So, what do they do in saw? Oh, you have two options, man. You can sit there, you're handcuffed to the wall or whatever, and you can sit there and starve to death, or you can chop your own arm off. That's not. Those aren't good options. Exactly. That's the point, Eddie. You got to pick. <laughs> it is so because good. if one of the options was have some free short strawberry shortcake, you take that, that one. Yes. Yeah. But I like to knock it to Kevin. It was short too. It was like an hour and thirty minutes. Uh, Bautista or Bautista, the wrestler, is in it. Pretty oh. good actor. How do you say his name? Dave Bautista. Dave. Oh, not Bautista. Bautista. That's not like my grandma. <laughs> Oh, Bautista's Bautista. in it. Did you like Knock at the Cabin? I really liked it. I think he's one of the best wrestlers turned actors. I don't even think of him as a wrestler anymore. Yeah, it was good. And then the dude from Harry Potter. Harry Potter's in it. Yeah, Rupert Grint. He's got a big part in it, too, but he's an adult. It's good. Uh, it's it's kind of horror-y, but it's good. What Not- about the stuff? Did you guys think that was scary? I thought it was scary. The Lunchbox still likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was scary. No, <laughs> After all these years. As yes. a kid, that was another terrifying movie. Whoo! <laughs> Rob Savage is the host is now the scariest movie of all time. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. 
we're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Friday Morning Conversation with Warren Ziders. Warren, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you too, man. It's been a little bit. And so Warren is one of the fastest rising country stars in Nashville right now. It's crazy to watch him blow up like he has. And so he's got a new album that is out today. I bet that's cool to finally get this whole thing out there, huh? Like, that's exciting to finally put the whole body of work out? Yes, get it off my shoulders. You say get it off your shoulders. I mean, you feel like you've been keeping secrets from people or what? <laughs> no, I just think that like, especially, you know, this all being first times for me. Being a new artist, I'm going through so many firsts in my life. So I think going through the process of making a full body of art, full body of work, all the sleepless nights, hours in the studio, I think when I say get it off my shoulders, I think I'm just excited to get out there to the fans. Do you play a lot of the new songs, Will You Now? Like, will it be all, all the new stuff from the record on your live shows? Um, I wouldn't say all the new stuff, mm. but it's going to be a pretty different looking set come this fall. That's pretty cool. It's exciting, right? Very exciting. We'll play some new stuff. So the album is out today. And so what I would like to do, if you're cool with that, um, would you play a little bit of Painkiller? Just right. so we can play, let, let the audience hear you sing and then we'll talk a little bit more. Sounds like a plan. All right, here's Warren Ziders with Painkiller. Warren Ziders, dang. Hitting a hard, that's, that's, that's good, that was intense. <laughs> no, he's going to go that hard this morning, that's good. Uh, Warren Ziders is here, the record is out, and it's called Pretty Little Poison. So you named, you had the song, is it one of those where you just kind of found the song that felt the best to name the record after? 100%. Was uh, the song about somebody specific? Don't say who if you don't want to, but was it about someone specific? So the short version is, uh, wrote the song, thought I knew what a Pretty Little Poison was. And uh, my manager likes to joke around that I spoke that song into existence. So then you actually met a pretty little uh, poison. I went through it then, yeah. Oh. <laughs> and so they you know, manifested a pretty uh, yeah, little manif- poison. Yeah. <laughs> the boys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hmm. Oh no, yeah. does she know? Well, that's the I thing. Now the whole know. record's basically her too, since you I named it. Know. <laughs> oh, she knows. Don't worry. Unless there's like three that think they're them, that would even be worse. <laughs> that they're passing that around. Uh, Warren Ziders is here. So why don't we do that? Let's do, this is Pretty Little Poison. I mean, this is the song that is the single, flying up the charts. You named the record after it. There's a girl that was named after it, apparently. She came along after you wrote the song. So you're not, you're still, you're not still with her? No, okay. no it's okay. Right. We're good. Because sometimes, because <laughs> if you were still with her, that'd be a weird thing. No, right. yeah. She doesn't no. know it's my girlfriend, but she's like poison. <laughs> okay, well, no. let's do it. Here is a Pretty Little Poison from Warren Ziders. Is it wild to you that You've been doing this for a relatively short time, but people are spending money and filling up places to watch you perform. You know, if you think it from that terms, yes, it can be. Once I put my mind to something, I think I'm just so driven and I'm so determined to achieve goals and keep building this and no sleep, no rest kind of thing. Last night I was supposed to have a day off. Yesterday I was supposed to have a day off, day off after a three week run out West. Nope, I'm shooting a music video, I'm shooting content. I say add it to the calendar. I hop on social media last night to go live just to hang out with the fans because I just, when the iron's hot, man, just keep striking. What's life like for a new artist that's popping off big time? Is it just constant? It's constant, and I think that, you know, it can be scary, but I think what I like to attribute it to is having rituals and habits that are just good for you, being athletic, working out, ice tubs, you know, all these things that are instilled in you from my athletic background that allow you to have a good mental perspective and a good 
good people around you, people, good support system, people on your team that, you know, see the vision, see the goal, and that everyone's going towards the same goal. Amy hasn't, you guys haven't met, right? You and no, Warren? no. So tell Amy about your athletic background. Oh, yeah, I was just about to ask because I don't, I don't know. I mean, I was going to guess football, maybe baseball, but. Those would be good guesses, um, but uh, lacrosse for 12 years. That Which my, is like football and baseball guess. combined. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, lacrosse for 12 years. Um, but I was always an athletic kid growing up. I got that from my pops. Athletics were such a pushed thing in my household of just what it teaches you. And I think I bring so many of those disciplines and characteristics with me on the road into the studio of just, it's a different beast, the music industry. But if you have those things, roots with you from athletics, I will always promote sports. Do you feel like you're still disciplined even as an artist? Are you still waking up at a good time, keeping your body in shape? Like a lot of those traits are rolling over into this? 100%. 100%. I think that, you know, it's, you know, you're disciplined when those days roll around and you absolutely do not want to do it, but you still do it. And I think that I'm trying to ice bath every single day when I'm on the road. I'm always boxing. I'm always on my TM, who's my buddy who holds the mitts for me. So we're always boxing, either going for a run, trying to find a nearby gym. So I just think that it's just doing the things that suck sometimes over and over again. And then it just it's ingrained in you. Are you a good cook? I wouldn't say I'm a good cook, but once you end up living on your own, you kind of have to find your way. And um, so I'm a big chicken guy. I love chicken thighs. So Chicken, rice, uh, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts, salad. I try to eat as clean as I can. I mean, this is the healthiest artist we've ever had in the studio. For sure. Well, like, uh, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw, too, yeah. Pretty healthy. Pretty close. But Tim had his non-healthy stage. <laughs> An <laughs> extremely <laughs> non-healthy stage. Where if Warren hasn't got there yet, or maybe never yeah, will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, coming, moving to Nashville, and you didn't even really know what a manager was until you had kind of one up going, Hey man, let me tell you what my job is, what I can do for you. Right. Yeah. Like you're that new to this world. hundred percent. And isn't it weird that you have to pay people a percentage of your money? Oh, I hate it. It's so weird. <laughs> it's still, it's still, They're standing in there right yeah, now. So, and it makes sense. <laughs> and listen, There's logically, they're yeah. able to make you X amount more than you're paying them percentage wise. But it's weird when it's time for the money to come out and you got to cut 10 here to an agent, 15 to a manager. That's a new world to be in because you're like, I, I made this money and now I got to give it away. It's a unique feeling out there on the road, slaving away, rioting as I'm staring at him right now, giving him a wink. <laughs> and then paying him 15%. <laughs> that is it. So the record is out today, finally. You're going to pl- be playing these tracks mostly on the road. Are, there, are, you, are you testing them out? Do you test out some of the songs that maybe people haven't heard yet to see what the crowd reaction's like? 100%. I mean, I, dude, I was... I was uh, promoting Pretty Little Poison before that song came out. I mean, I was promoting that last fall, early in the fall on the road, just trying to, you know, market it, feel it out, see how the shows go. So then you see the videos on social media now, by the time it's out and it's exposed, played in Ohio and um, 10,000 people screaming it at me. So it's it's worked. Um, I've added other songs into the set along the way. I just played Weeping Willow, a song on the record for the first time live. It was really well well received. Um, people on social media seem to really like it. So I think I use social media as like a test testing subject. And if it goes over well, then I kind of start to put it into the set and see how people like it live. Two final questions. One, social media. Some people say you hacked the system. What does that mean? What Because I don't, some, I brought you up to a friend of mine. He goes, oh yeah, I like that guy's music a lot, but he's also the one that hacked the system. And I was like, I don't know what that means. 
I think it's a good excuse to just say that, you know, I have a secret or I found it out that something that someone else didn't find out. I think that what I can attribute it to, which I always like to talk about, it's not skipping steps and it's just paying attention. Shout out to Taylor Swift. She listens to her fans, what they have to say. I think it's, I have a business and marketing background. So once I realized that people were liking what I was doing, I was just paying attention and just continuing to do the, continuing to do the same thing over and over again, whether it's new covers to then original music, try this, try that. I think hacking the system is being consistent and posting all the time and being hands-on because I'm still posting my own stuff, even at the as fast and as a thing that can get to be a pain in the butt, rituals and habits, disciplines. I'm still the one getting the content, editing, putting text on the screen, figuring out what the caption is. So I think it's just being ingrained in what you do and keeping your hand on the pulse. People are kind of blaming you for their problems. Is kind of what I hear from from you saying that. And I went and looked at your page. I was like, what's he doing? He's not hacking anything. He's actually just posting a lot, which is kind of what they say to do. And if you find something that doesn't work, you don't post that anymore. And you, and yeah, I, I, again, I didn't know what they meant by hacking the system, but if that's what it is, you've got, you've been successful at it. Everybody's looking for an excuse. You hit the nail on the head. Everyone's trying to look for an excuse or how is he doing this? Well, when you post once a week or you post once every two weeks, or you're not listening to your fans, you're not going live. You're not responding back to comments. I think it's treating it as a whole other job. Social media is, it's a whole other part of the industry. And I think with the world that we're in now, I'm a living proof. Social media can change your life forever. You hear that, guys? Yeah. Get to yeah. work. Yeah. I'm tired of this bull crap. You guys post it once a week for the show. <laughs> but we were all here. This we, the, we started this before social media even existed, but I feel like we've done a good job going. Don't make it sound old, Amy. We've always been here <laughs> only since social media existed. We're getting y'all in trouble. Yeah. Wow. No, no, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, and I think there are different examples I know of people who have been, oh, or let's go back to even the early musicians when they signed deals with the devil. Mm-hmm. No, they're just really good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're like, no, they must have signed a deal with the devil. That's the <laughs> early version of this is what's hilarious about it. Well, good for you, man. I mean, I, I've seen the hard work that you've been doing. I'm really proud for you. You've been killing it. Um, my second and final question is when you let your hair down. Yeah. And I have full hair. I don't grow mine out, though. But my, I, I have big, thick, full hair. Your hair is like luscious. Yeah. Now, you must have a hair care, like a, a regiment for that. Um, I have very thick hair too. My mom and grandmother always like to laugh and say that I have horse hair, just super heavy. Um, but for me, it's honestly just not washing it every day and it's allowing your hair to get, yes, a little dirty. But for me, I try to wash it once, twice a week. I have shampoo and condition and then I use dry shampoo. That's it. Yeah, dry shampoo is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lifesaver. Let us girls talk over here. Right. No, I mean, yes. that's cool. Us. Maybe that's what I've been doing wrong. Is that H- I wash yeah. my hair every day. No, no, Eddie, you don't have... <laughs> right. It's, it's awkward for us to say now, but because he's... <laughs> with your... Have you always had long hair? Like, really long hair? Uh, majority of my life, yes. Nice. Yep. That's cool. I thought you might have hacked the hair system, too. <laughs> now, the fun thing is, too, I was bullied for a while for having the long hair. As I got older, then the long hair was the cool thing to have as a lacrosse player. So then everybody, then everybody started long hair. Yeah. Dang, now I want long hair though because he's here. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby said. I don't cut my hair out. for like eight months yeah. now. You're like, hey, what happened? I don't know, man. Warren just mm-hmm. told me. Well, congratulations on everything, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. The new record is out today. And Warren, let's see, tonight we'll be in Jordan, New York. And tomorrow, Montreal, Canada. 
Louisville coming up the Kentucky State Fair next week. Do you wear clothes other than black or is it all black all the time? Um, honestly, I do. Uh, I wear this to the gym too, you know, the denim and all that. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, no, I um, honestly, the look that's been the most popular for me on stage is the all black. I think it's, it's funny because like we talked last time, um, it does give off an intimidating kind of vibe to it, especially on stage. But then when you met me last time and we actually got a chance to talk, I think it's cool for that dichotomy on stage and then the fans meet me after the show at a or pre-show meet and greet or I'm signing merch after a show. It's um it's funny. You and smile I, more than somebody in yeah. all black should smile. Yeah, he, I know. you're you're more gentle than I would have thought. Yeah. It's an interesting word you use there, Amy. Gentle. He is gentle, gentle in how he speaks. He's pretty gentle. Like, oh, yeah, I'd say warm. Not Okay. <laughs> I don't know about gentle. So. I don't I'll know take, why gentle. I'll take gentle from a woman. Yeah, That's a compliment. I, That's a compliment. Okay, warm works too. Uh, you guys, the Pretty Little Poison tour, it's all over. I mean, he's doing shows everywhere. If you live somewhere, he's probably going to be near there. Uh, go to warrenziders.com, and the record is out today. By the way, on your tour, 1,000 Horses coming out to support, and that they're, I mean, they they, they rock. Love that. Like, literally and figuratively. It's a, they go hard, too. I think it'll be a good combination. Yeah. I look forward to it. All right, there we go. Warren Ziders, everybody. Thank you, Warren. Good to see you, buddy. Thank you all for having me. Do you ever run into your ex-husband anywhere randomly, and is that awkward? Well, I see him often because of the kids, uh, but I have run into him at the grocery store before with our son, which was weird. He's, okay. Yeah, I thought you were with another woman. No, oh, no, no. But that's what I thought you were going to say. No, but Stevenson's like, Mom, what, what, what are you doing here? I'm like, well, this is our grocery store. We all live by each other. So uh-huh. that was weird because I honestly didn't know what to do. Like, Do I go over her? And I'm like, hey, guys. Uh, and then I run into Ben at yoga. Mm-hmm. Which In the same class? No, there's two. Same, that's the same place. You guys were the same. Place? Same yoga place. Two studios. However, I kind of took a break from yoga for a little bit, and then two years ago, he got really into yoga, and that's literally all he does now. He used to really lift a lot of weights all the time, and now he's just yoga. It, and so he's there like every day, and he knows everybody. And oh, oh now you're there, and you're the. I go there. Gotta get a new place. Okay. No, there's not one. This is the most there convenient is, but, one. But there's there a lot of yoga. Yeah, but this a, yeah. is the best one. Okay. And it's convenient. And I was just like, okay, well, I guess this is going to be fine. I mean, but yeah, one day he might be at class with, with a, maybe, or is oh, that where you'll be sometimes you meet too. people at the gym or the yoga mm-hmm. studio? What if you see him like flirting with somebody? I don't, I I will be like, hey, hi. No, don't. Uh, just go away. Or No yeah, need yeah, to go yeah. up in the middle of the flirt. Hi. No. Hi, hey. I, as soon as he said, hey, <laughs> hey, Flirty McFlirterson, what are you doing? Interesting. Yeah. So I don't know. I just thought, hmm, this is interesting. That is interesting. But it's like a Seinfeld episode, but today, Amy's kind of like Seinfeld in a lot of ways, too. There's a lot of <laughs> things happening to you. Yeah. That story where you told us the kid that was working at the restaurant said, don't order the shrimp. Mm-hmm. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, shrimp lo mein, please. I haven't ordered that. Don't order the you. shrimp. Like, so that's under his crazy. breath. That's yeah, an yeah, episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's an episode of Amy. <laughs> Amy. Uh, we do have to get to Amy's punishment now. It's her self-imposed punishment, so we're going to hear what she thinks. Amy spoiled a whole season of the show. Oh, man. On the air. Inadvertently. But she's like, this show? And then she accidentally gave away what happens in like season five at a real pivotal moment. So listeners are hitting me. Uh, Morgan's like, hey, Amy, you accidentally spoiled that show. So I said, Amy, I'm not going to punish you in, in any way the show votes on. You can suggest your own punishment. Mm-hmm. Amy, so what do you have for, for spoiling suits for our listeners? Gosh. 
I was trying to build a case because Suits is about lawyers. And I was like, surely somewhere on IMDb in the description it says what I said. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It doesn't because that's a spoiler. Right. So what would you say your punishment should be? I mean, I know that I was anti the contraption. Even if you say no punishment, I'll go with it. It's whatever you say. Just remember, though, you have people. Well, in the no, I feel that really bad that I spoiled it, and I my non-spoiling streak was it'd been a while, it's like years since I'd spoiled something because I felt like I felt so bad that time, mm-hmm. and I had gained a reputation, and I don't want that reputation. I want to be considerate of movies and TV shows and people's enjoyment of them. So I was anti. I think when you first brought the pillory, the pillory, the the, old, the wooden mm-hmm. thing to put your head and your hands through, yes. That I was like, I'm not doing it. But that's the only thing I can think of that I could just do a segment and get it over with. Because otherwise, I don't really know what y'all would find to be equivalent. Hmm. Uh, let's go to the jury. Do you guys feel like that's an acceptable punishment? A segment in the pillory? I mean, that's kind of weird. Well, I wasn't going to ever do it. You, he gave us the option out. He's like, I guess you don't. Who's going to not do it? And I was like, then, I'm not. But then, what made you think that? Oh, I can do it. It looked fun when you guys got in. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know about fun, but it didn't seem that hard. And they're all complaining, and I just no, want no, to no. see. You know I, what? I accept. You'll do one stint in the pillory. It won't be today, obviously, but next week, Amy, put her down. When she has to serve her sentence, at some point next week, Amy will serve one full segment in the pillory. Mm-hmm. And I don't appreciate the shots taken at us in that about we are exaggerating. My arms don't bend. Okay, besides Lunchbox, I guess this hasn't been, but Eddie My was arms were numb. very dramatic, and no. it didn't seem that long. Eddie has a hand disease, and Lunchbox's arms don't Thank work. You. They both went through their own struggle. Thank yeah. you. Well, See what don't you minimize what both of those struggles are we right know there. Women You're can... saying my feelings aren't valid? And those two guys do not are not overdramatic at all. Either okay. one of them, for any reason whatsoever. Hey, what did we always say? Tell us. Tell us what, about her making fun of us. We didn't. What are you saying? What? I don't know what you're saying. No, you're saying that you've been your new saying that you say all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't have tell, a new saying. Yeah, you do. Tell us. Tell, tell us. You it's don't not deserve no, no. that. Maybe you deserve that. And, oh. and you deserve the pillory, and you'll get it next week. And this will show how women can endure more pain. Hmm. Than men. I feel like you want the pain. No, no I'm not going to complain. Okay, I don't think now it's, it's got odd. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Kingsland, Georgia. A police officer went to his supervisor and was like, hey, I'm getting these text messages on my cell phone. says, if you show up for work today, you're going to get shot at. Don't go to work. You need to take a week off. And they're like, oh, you better. And they start doing some investigating. He sent the text to himself. (laughs) It's like a bomb threat to himself. (laughs) It's like a bomb threat to everybody else. But he was the sender, and he was the conduit to get it to. Yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then, don't you just get a number that you that nobody knows? Yeah, he bought a burner, texted himself, but they were able to trace the burner to him through surveillance mm. at the store. Surveillance, and he finally, man, surveillance gets you every time. <laughs> Stupid. All right. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. I'll be in Tampa tonight at the Tampa Theater and tomorrow night at the Tampa Theater. So if you guys are in Tampa and you want to come tonight, we'd love to see you. Go to bobbybones.com. There are no tickets for tomorrow. There's barely any for tonight, but we're shooting a comedy special, so I'd love for you to come. Amy Lunchbox told me you woke up after 2.5 years. Do you know what he's talking about? No. Is there anything that you're just like, wow, and think about that for 2.5 years? No. No. I have no idea. Lunchbox? Amy has had two bicycles in this production room over there for Mm -hmm. two and a half years. They've been sitting there against the wall. And she walks in there the other day and she goes, whoa, 
Those bikes are here. It was like she had seen the light, the horizon, some what light bulb. What kind of bike? That's not how I said it. But oh, what kind of, what's the bike This is just so, such proof that he just makes stuff up. You can ask people in the production room. We all stopped go, laughing. I didn't go, we, whoa, the bikes What are, are the bikes, here. though? Why are okay, the bikes here? So, a, a, a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, two and a half. I got, we got our son a bike for Christmas. <laughs> And Amazon messed up, and somehow I only ordered one bike, but they mailed me three. What? And I reached out and I said, it was during the pandemic, I don't know, people were weird about returns. So they're like, ah, eh, it's probably more expensive for you, us to return those, so just keep them. So I brought them to the station because I thought we could do a giveaway on air of bikes. And come to find out, after some time, Scuba Steve is like, legally, I don't really know. We'd have to run that through so many chains that it's we, we probably should avoid that. So I've been meaning to load them in my car, and I keep forgetting. <laughs> For three years? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and she then, says, my scuba came to her like two weeks later. He's like, oh, we're not going to be able to do that giveaway. Well, it was, it was a little, yeah, two, three weeks maybe. <laughs> and then, so, but now that Stevenson's at my house every other week and his dad's house every other week I was like oh wow we've got now we can put together one of those bikes and it can stay at his dad's and one can be at mine and then I'll give away the other one on Instagram because I don't have got to it. run that through legal so then I said Kevin I what I did was I looked I said oh the bikes Kevin can you put them in my car and Lunchbox was like those have been there for so long I mean so long you just, just forgot for three years though I mean, sort of. I definitely forgot. For three years. And then now it, they were top of mind because of our circumstances and voila. But were like, they top of mind or did somebody just rediscover them? She literally just looked at him and goes, oh. I, I was in there and because I was thinking about how we needed to get him another bike, I was like, oh, there's a bike. Wait, what? you were in there so you saw them. That's not top of mind. That's it being in front of you. <laughs> yeah, I, like I said, did I exaggerate? Right, now, you, right now you're top of mind to me then, Amy. And you know why? Because I'm talking with you. Okay, and you know what's yeah. funny? What has replaced the bikes? If she had cupcakes and a cookie cake for her son's birthday, been in there for four days now. Yeah. She left them in there. You left cupcakes and cookie cake Well, I had to make room in my car for the bikes. (laughs) And and what happened to the cupcakes? They're all smashed. That cookie cake! (laughs) I've been waiting for three years! Those are the cupcakes that fell in my car because I just slammed on the brakes. Okay, well, I'm glad you have your bikes. Thank you. Thanks. Everybody, have a great weekend. Bye, everybody. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. 
I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.